Today I want to welcome Travis Macy to the show. Welcome, Travis. Hey, it's awesome to be here today with you, uh, Frank. Awesome to be with the listeners. Uh, really glad to connect with uh, with some people in your part of the world. As we were saying earlier, uh, I've spent just a teeny bit of time in uh, Norway, uh, kind of the very north part of the country as part of a couple of adventure races, and those were uh, primarily in Sweden, but uh, really love that that part of the world. I've, I've really enjoyed uh, getting to know the people as much as possible, and so it's awesome to connect with you. The reason I wanted to talk to you was that uh, I read your book, The Alter Mindset, and to be honest, uh, when, I, uh, <laughs> when I looked at the book the first time, I was thinking, oh no, just another self-help book. Uh, <laughs> and to be and to be extremely honest, oh my lord, I was wrong. That's not a self help book at all. And uh, and I've actually stolen something from the book. And that and that say, and that says a lot because I'm reading a lot of books. So if I'm stealing something, it's it, it's good. <laughs> okay. And what I've stolen, yeah, Travis, yeah. is that this is a perfect opportunity for mental training. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. That's, you, you know, you're right. And that's, that's kind of the, the focus of this book is exactly what you said, mental training. I, I just, uh, you know, some people that they, they have this view that, that, uh, you know, you're either born with it or you're not. And that could be mental toughness. That could be being an athlete. It could be being a mathematician. It could be, you know, running your business, starting a podcast. And, uh, my view is, is that, these are all things that we can get better at. If you want to get better at something, uh, you can work at it and you can improve. And that's true about, like I said, running your podcast or being a parent or uh, running your business or, or in this case, growing a positive and resilient and successful mindset. Mm. Those are all things that we can uh, produce by doing specific work along the way. So, yeah, that's what the book is about. You know, it's it, it it is it's made to help people, but I hope it's not kind of your typical self help, if you will. <laughs> I know that all. What I what I really liked about it, uh, I wanted to introduce yourself here, Travis, because uh, you have done a lot of, in my opinion, pretty crazy stuff, and I think it tells a lot when. Uh, someone like yourself uh, say that it's a perfect opportunity for mental training because I know that you have encountered a lot of uh, obstacles. Obstacles. Yeah, adverse. Yeah, obstacles. yeah, yeah. Obstacles, yeah. challenge, yeah. adversity. And yeah, I, th I think you're right. I mean, the, the goal of this book is to, you know, the, the it's it's got a lot of these stories, like I said, from adventure racing, mountain biking, mm -hmm. ultra running, you know, these things that I've been fortunate to do around the world for quite some time at a, at a pretty high level. And the, you know, the, the stories from those adventures, they're, they're really just vehicles, you know, to introduce these mindset principles. And, and for me, really the kind of the meat and potatoes as as we say here, you know, in America is, is, um, how, how can we take these lessons and, and apply them to training and racing, if that's your cup of tea, but also, to, to the other things that are really important in life, you know, your, your family, your, your mindset, your, your business, that kind mm. of stuff. But when did you discover that, uh, you have to do something about your attitude and think that, okay, uh, every time I uh, see obstacles, I encounter adversity, I have to think, oh, this is a perfect opportunity for mental training. When did you, when did this, when did this begin, Travis? Yeah. You know, that's a great question. I, th I think for me, I was, um, you know, fortunate to kind of have that, that view of, uh, 
you know, let's use an obstacle, let's use a challenge as an opportunity to, to get better, to do some mental training. Really, that was, for me, that was kind of part of my upbringing. You know, I talk about in, in my book, you know, my, my dad, uh, you know, that, that saying, it's all good mental training that I say so many times <laughs> in the book. You know, my dad was saying that to me when I was a little kid, you know, and I, you know, I, I think it kind of, you know, maybe it came out of his psyche or his upbringing or, or something like that. But, uh, you know, he was into, he was into first he did the Ironman and then he got into ultra running. And, you know, I remember being five years old out there with my dad at the Leadville 100 ultra running race. It's kind of a legendary event, uh, here in Colorado where I grew up and, and where I still live. And, you know, I remember my dad being out there and, and, uh, you know, I was just a five-year-old little kid, uh, but, but I was, I was excited to be there. I was paying attention and, you know, my dad would say things like it's, it's all good mental training. And then, and then I saw him going through some of these very tough things and I saw the training and I saw that it was, you know, really tough in the moment, but he, but he still kept going. And I think, uh, you know, I kind of learned from that and, I, I, you know, that's something that I've tried to apply to my own parenting is, is just, you know, you can say a lot of things to your kids, but they're also going to be watching what you do. And if, if you want to teach your kids to find a passion and, and pursue it and, and live wholeheartedly and, and persevere, I think a key way to do that is you have to do it yourself. Mm. Walk the walk and talk the talk. Yeah, Exactly. You said that you have done some ultra races uh, here, uh, Travis. But kind uh, of explain to listeners how many ultra races have you done in your career? You know, I I totaled it up. We were trying to include some kind of statistic in that in in the book, and so that was you know whatever that was two or three years ago. I think the count was like 120 ultra distance events. You know, between different sports, that's running, mountain biking, adventure racing, uh, multi sport. Um, you know, like I said, that was a couple years ago, you know, I don't know, probably over 130 now. I, you know, it's, it's a lot less about counting for me and more about just, you know, getting, getting the experience, being out in nature, meeting. uh, One of my favorite things about doing this stuff is connecting with people like Hmm. you around the world who, you know, who, who either do the sports or notice it or whatever, you know, it's been a great way to, to just, uh, connect with people. Uh, for people that uh, do not know what the uh, ultra endurance race is, uh, Travis, what is what is that? Yeah, great question. You know, the the, the kind of the that terminology typically comes from um, running wise, at least. You know, you got the marathon, so that's twenty six point two miles or forty two uh, kilometers. You know, that's mm. the typically what we think of as a long running race, and then the term ultra would be applied to uh, anything longer than a marathon. So you've got, uh, you know, the kind of the, the typical shorter ultra is, is the 50 kilometer. And then you got a hundred kilometer, you got hundred miles, 200 miles, you got multi-day, uh, running races. Um, you've got a, a lot of what I've done, uh, in the past are, are these adventure races, which I know, uh, you know, it's not a super mainstream sport, but I do know in, in Sweden and Norway, there's a lot of people doing it. And these adventure races, uh, they're, they're really neat dynamic races. You got, uh, basically a four person co-ed team and you're racing around the clock with, uh, trekking, mountain biking, 
orienteering. Uh, you know, you go to a place like uh, Sweden or Norway, you might be doing Nordic skiing. You might be doing inline uh, skating out on the roads. You know, these these things, man. I remember racing up there in Sweden and Norway, man. The the you locals are just crushing us on the on the Nordic skis and on the inline skates. Um, but that's how it goes. You go to these neat places in the world and they throw in unique things, you know, part of that discipline. I mean, if we're here in Colorado, you might be racing at 12, 13, 14,000 feet, you know, that's, that's Hmm. like 4,000 meters, uh, and, and above, um, you know, so it's, uh, that's been a really neat sport. You know, those, those races are, are pretty long. Um, you know, the mountain biking side, you might do a 24 hour mountain bike race or, Something like the Leadville 100, that's become pretty popular. You know, that's a 100-mile mountain bike race uh, at high altitude. You know, it's all, that's all above probably 3,200 meters the whole way. Um, you know, so it's kind of a, a variety of stuff. And I've, um, <laughs> I've enjoyed doing, doing different things. You know, some people, they, they choose one sport or one discipline, and they just kind of do that forever. You know, for me um, – it's, it's been fun to change things up. You know, if I notice mm. things are getting stale, then I, I find something else. I, th- I think that, that fun and novelty are big parts of this. So when you're doing these races, and, I, and from, what I, from what I can understand then, Travis, is that it can be over 24 hours? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, that's um, like a Without sleep? Mo- What's that? Without sleep? Without sleeping? Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, without sleep. So, you know, a 100-mile a ultra run, you know, it would be very, depending on the course, you know, that that could be, let's say, 20 hours to 36 hours. And, yeah, you would you would do that. 36 hours running without sleep? Yeah, oh, yeah, yep. And, wow. and then the, um, you know, the longer races, the adventure races, you know, that could be five, six, seven, eight days nonstop. Uh, no, sleeping. No, you do sleep some, you know, and that's that actually in in those in those multi day races, the sleep becomes a big part of the strategy because, uh, you know, do do you sleep more with hopes that that keeps you fresher to race, or when do you sleep? Where do you sleep? Uh, it's a, it's a very dynamic environment, and and also a, you know, a, a dynamic team environment because in those races you you have four people uh, working together. And, you know, especially as the sleep deprivation kicks in, that can really wear on people's nerves, you know, and you, you might have, you know, you might have two people who are the, the, the best of friends under normal circumstances, you know, and kind of, you know, this, the, the sleep, the stress, you know, the fatigue, it all kicks in and it can be really hard to keep it together. You know, the, there can be harsh words exchanged between, you know, again, best, best of friends. So, but I'm I'm extremely curious because I believe that when you're doing this kind of races in some uh, some place in this race you're going to feel miserable. Oh yeah, <laughs> you're, you're going to hate the surroundings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you're, you're very right, and that's you know that's that's part of the deal. That's the I mean that's the expectation. That's that's the norm, and uh, you know you really the the people who finish these races are the ones who go into it knowing, okay, I'm going to suffer some here. There are going to be really significant lows, but I'm going to figure that out. I'm going to figure out how to deal with this, with this, you know, maybe it's a physical low that your legs hurt or your feet hurt or that you're throwing up. 
or maybe it's a mental low, you know, that, that you're sleep deprived or that you're uh, irritable or, you know, you just don't feel like being there anymore. Again, the, the people who finish it are the people who realize, okay, I'm going to suffer some here, but I'm going to figure that out. That's, that's part of the deal and that's okay. And I'm going to figure out how to get through this. And what I like about doing these things is I think that's life. I, I, th- I think that, that, uh, you know, part of the, the essence of life is, is that we face challenges, you know, hopefully things are good and smooth for as much of the time as possible. But I think we also need to realize, okay, uh, there's going to be challenges. I'm, I'm going to suffer. There are going to be things that are, that are hard. You know, there are going to be hard times in my relationship, my, my parenting, or, you know, someone's going to get sick. I'm, I'm going to get sick. You know, these, these things happen in life. And, you know, I just, I, I really believe that, that we are better prepared to face those inherent challenges in life. If every once in a while we, we do a little, a little bit of suffering by choice, you know, that's the thing you, you do one of these races, you know, you go out and run, you, you bike, you know, you're, you're training, I, I, it's, you know, it's, it, it's by choice. You, you don't have to be there. You know, no one's, no one's forcing you to do that. You're doing that by choice, but there's a huge value in, in taking on some hardships, some challenge, really making yourself vulnerable, putting yourself out on the line. There's a, ch- there's a value to doing that by choice so that when you face suffering and hardship, that's not by choice. And, you know, I can guarantee you, you will, that's, it's, it's going to happen, you're, but you're going to be more ready if, if you've, if you've, uh, you know, if you've gone through some of that. Uh, and then uh, the most the next question is that do you experience the same kind of feeling when you experience obstacles in, nor- in, in your normal life, if I can use that uh, kind of explanation, uh, as you do when you're uh, feeling tired and, uh, you're you're sick you're traveling up is it the, is it the same kind of feeling or? um yeah i mean i think you know some things are the same and and some things are are different you know i th- i i i it's not exactly the same you know for example you're doing one of these long races you know even if it's running 100 miles which which sounds like a long way and is a long way you know like we said 20 to 36 hours that's a long time but you still know, okay, this this is going to end, right? <laughs> I'm I'm going to make it to the finish line. A, a lot of things in life, you don't know if and when something tough is going to end, you know. And and that may be something, you know, more surface. May, maybe you're trying to build your business, or you're you're trying to build your career. You know, those those things are unknown. You don't know when, you know, you're gonna you're going for that promotion, or you're you know you're taking on this entrepreneurial endeavor. Or, you know, you're, you're working on, you know, your certificate or whatever, you know, those, those things may not have an end date. Those things may go on and on and on. And you don't know if you're going to get there. Or not. <laughs> you know, and, and I think that's also true with, uh, you know, relationships. I mean, some people think, Oh, a, g- a good marriage, that means everything's perfect. Well, you know, I got news for you. That's, that's not true. Like even a good marriage, it takes work. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be challenging. You got to keep, on investing in that and and that goes on that, that you know that doesn't end after 36 hours so, uh, you know <laughs> that's and, for sure um parenting too you know i've i'm i'm so fortunate to have two wonderful young children you know lila's four and wyatt's six and 
you know, it's awesome. They bring a lot to my life and it's challenging. I mean, any, any parent knows there, there are challenging moments and there are times when it's a grind and it's gonna, it's gonna take more energy and challenge you in ways that you never expected. And, and that doesn't end, you know, (laughs) that, that doesn't stop when they, you know, turn two or four or 18 or, you know, anything like that, that, that keeps going. So, you know, I think that's, that's, Oh, I was just going to say, that's probably, you know, one of the main differences is in, in real life, so many things have an unexpected outcome and a lot of things out of your control. That's why, you know, again, that's why I like these ultra races because the outcome is unknown. You know, you tow that line and you're making yourself vulnerable. A, A lot of people go through life and they try to only do things where they can completely control the outcome. And my view, I think if you only do that, I think you're selling yourself short. I think you should do some things where, you know, the outcome's up in the air. You know, you, you tow that line in one of these races and you might be successful and you might fail, you know, maybe success means winning, or maybe it means, uh, setting a PR or making the cutoff or whatever it means to you. You might do that and you might not. And that's, uh, you know, that's, that's part of the deal. And that's, that's, what's cool, you know, and I try to share that kind of in the book is, you know, I've been lucky to, you know, some of these races, I I have won or hit my goal and a lot of them I haven't, but Mm. I've, you know, I think I've grown just as much in those cases as I did in the ones that I won. I believe a lot of people having some, uh, for example, if they're living a normal life without competing, yeah, um, especially when I compete in ultra um, in ultra races. Yeah, yeah. They're having trouble with uh, seeing how that kind of behavior and mental thinking can uh, work in in their life in their yeah, obstacles. Yeah. Uh, that's the reason I want to ask that question because I believe that when you're uh, when you're encountering an obstacle in your endurance race, I believe that you can use this, that same strategy. And you're talking about the same in the book. Yep. That you can uh, use the same strategy when you encounter obstacles in your life, if, if it's work or parenting or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, I I think that's a great point. You know, I mean, we all we all have our notions of sort of what's you know, what's normal or what are the things that we should be doing? You know, for, Mm. for me, like I said, I grew up around running a hundred miles or, you know, adventure racing for eight days. Those those are things that were, you know, always around me. And, uh, you know, I just kind of assumed that I'd get into it. (laughs) It always seemed normal, (laughs) but I, I, I under, I know that that's a, a rare case and, and I'm not even, you know, I'm not even telling people that they should do ultra distance competitions or, you know, I, I think people should, should do whatever they want, but I think that you should, you know, if you can try to find something that's going to push you, that's going to make you a a little bit raw, that's going to put you on the line. I, you know, I think physical challenges are, are a great way to do that, but you know, Hey, maybe for someone, maybe that means, uh, you know, trying a new business venture, or maybe it means, uh, getting into archery, or maybe it means, maybe you've never traveled, you know, very far. Maybe it means going to a, a different country or, or just a different state or, you know, whatever it is, find something that's gonna, you know, kind of, kind of push your comfort zone a little bit. And I think that you'll gain a lot from that. Uh, you know, for me, that's been, you know, that's been this, uh, you know, this ultra endurance stuff, but, um, you know, like I said, it can, it can be whatever you want it to be. 
you have done 120 or 130 uh, events now Compe- uh, competitions Travis uh, how many have you not finished uh the, you know that's that's a great question there's um yeah to, to my recollection i think there's been two of them um yeah. you know the reason was well one, one of them was a well actually you know i guess both of those they, they were both serious injuries one was a serious injury um for me when i it was a mountain bike race and i and i broke my collarbone um and it was it was the middle of the night i was way out in the in the desert uh around moab utah and man i i crashed and i could tell that my collarbone was shattered and it was it was very clear to me that i was not <laughs> going to be able to get back on a bike um and then and then another one was um a serious injury to a teammate uh it was also a bike crash um in an adventure race and uh, you know, a lot of these races, you're, you're out there, you know, you're really, you know, you're out in, out in the woods, out in the middle of nowhere. And, and that, that can be a risky environment if, if a serious injury occurs. And, and thankfully this, this serious injury, we're actually, um, in a city in France. And, uh, that was good that we were in a city because this was a, a quite a serious crash that, that generated a, you know, a head injury and a collapsed lung. And, um, you know, it was a good thing basically that an ambulance and a hospital were nearby. Wow. So it was something serious. And the reason I asked you, Travis, is that uh, I want the people that listening and I haven't read the book yet to understand that uh, you have done a lot of competitions. And, uh, and as they just heard that uh, you haven't, uh, you haven't uh, hold back from finish finishing. Um, yeah, because of your mindset, I believe that a lot of people are not uh, finishing because of the mindset. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And, and there's been, you know, like I said, I, I've been lucky to, you know, have a lot of great performances that I was really proud of. But uh, you know, a lot of those have been, you know, f- finishing based on mindset. You know, things didn't turn out how I wanted competitively. But so how I, so how do you change your mindset in in the race? Because I believe that you're you're suffering you just said you're suffering, you hate it, everything everything is just ah oh, yeah, I want yeah. to finish this shit finish yep. this shit. <laughs> Pardon yeah, yeah. my English. Yeah. Uh, so so how do you use your mindset to just uh, keep going? Well that that's a great question, you know, and that's kind of really what uh what my book is about. You know, it's laid out into eight specific uh principles mindset principles that we can apply at different times uh, again in races or in parenting or you know business whatever wherever you want to apply it you know a good i i think um you know a good place to start really before the race is by making a a wholehearted commitment to finishing it and uh when you've when you've made a real sincere commitment and and really the word commitment what that means is you've made the choice to give up choice so you know you commit to marry someone well what you've done is you've said okay i'm committing to this person and that means by definition all of these other possible uh partners are are no longer um you know no longer available so same thing in a race you know if you can if you can say well i'm committing to to finishing uh, that, that just, it categorically removes the, the option of, of quitting just because you don't feel like going on, you know, again, you get a serious injury, you break your leg, you know, you're, you, you have a collapsed lung. Well, you know, I, I kind of see that as <laughs> then it's okay. Case. You're not going to, you, you can't finish. Like you need to be in a hospital. 
Um, but you know, if it's just, I'm kind of uncomfortable, I got these blisters, you know, maybe I'm throwing up a little bit, like, you know, those, those are things you can, you can keep going if you want to. So, you know, that's, that's a, that's a good one. You know, another, um, another one I talk a lot about in the book is, is the stories we tell ourselves, right? We, you know, we all, we all have this, we all have these voices in our head, you know, we have thoughts that are going through our head. And, uh, you know, hopefully a lot of those thoughts are good, positive, empowering thoughts. And, and then on the other side, for, for anyone, and this, this is absolutely true for me, we also have negative thoughts. You know, we have, we have negative thoughts, negative stories, negative, uh, messages that are, that, that, that are pulling us down, holding us back. And, uh, you know, one thing I've kind of grappled with and realized through writing this book and, you know, working through some of these things is, you know, you don't have to believe everything that you think and, and you have a choice of, of whether you whether or not you believe those things. And, and, and if you want, you can work to rewrite those negative scripts uh, going through your mind. So that's a big thing to do, you know, before, during, after your your race or really anything you do. Um, you know, that one for me, that's it's funny, you know, I wrote this book about mental performance and, but I've also realized, I mean, I'm a work in progress too. You know, none of this work, you're never, (laughs) oh, I'm done with that. I got that dialed in, you know, this, this is stuff that it's, you know, it's part of life. We're all on a journey uh, with this work and you got to keep working on it. You got to, you know, you got to put some effort into this. I'm so glad you said that, Travis, because, uh, as you probably don't know, uh, I work as a mental trainer as well, mm-hmm. uh, and a lot, a lot of people believe that as a mental trainer you have everything thought out. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but believe you me, you're work in progress. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, yeah. Always, yeah, it's a muscle. Yeah, it's absolutely. A muscle. That's great to hear, and I and I think that's you know, like I said, that's another thing I tried to be honest about in this book and in in the articles I write, you know, in these kind of interviews is. Um, you know, nobody's perfect. Nobody is, you know, nobody is, uh, blessed from above with some, you know, incredible talent or, or something like that. You know, pe- people who are, people who are successful, they, they get there cause they've, they've dealt with struggle along the way. They've, they've faced failure and they've, they've kept going. And, and that's, that's what gets people to, you know, what we see as a level of success, whether that's athletics or, or business or family life or, what have you? Let's say you have a negative story in your mind. If you're uh, running, have your blisters. Yep. Uh, what exactly or specifically do you do when you have that kind of a story in your mind? How do you change it? Yeah, that's a that's a great point. You know, I, I, at a point like that, I would um, I'd probably apply what in, in the book. It's 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 principle number five from the book. It's called hmm. uh, think about your thinking what versus why. So, um, this is, this is something that, that I, uh, drew upon the, the work of, a of a psychologist, uh, named Halverson. Um, she, she's got some great stuff out there and kind of the idea is that, um, when you're doing something that's very, uh, detail oriented, at that time, you got to think about what you're doing, right? So, you know, in the race, maybe you're, you're using fixed ropes or you're planning your gear or you're navigating, right? You know, orienteering, which I know is a big sport in, uh, in Scandinavia, you know, you're doing something like that. You gotta be really dialed in on exactly what you're doing. Uh, but there are also times where 
you need to focus on the why. So let's let's take that example. You got a big blister on your foot or your your quads are all sore or, or maybe at work, maybe it's Friday afternoon and uh, you know you just want to go home early, but you know that you got to put in that extra time. Those times are where we need to shift our thinking to why we're doing it, right? So instead of thinking about what you're doing, because at that moment, the what the the what is not a nice thought, right? <laughs> well, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, I'm running along with blisters in my feet. Oh, what am I doing? <laughs> I'm staying here for four more hours on Friday afternoon when everyone else has, you know, gone out to have a drink or or whatever, right? The the what the what is not a nice thought. But if we can shift to the why, then we can power through, you know. And that and that why that's going to be different for everyone. You know, you're in a back to that running race. You know, maybe you're trying to win the race and you're actually going to win some money. Well. That that's a why, or maybe you're trying to, maybe you're just, you just want to finish so that you can set an example for your kids. Well, that's a good why, or maybe with your business. So, okay. You know, boy, if I keep working hard here, maybe I'll get that promotion or, or maybe I'll, uh, maybe it's your own business and you know, okay, I just got to stay at it and, and I'll start bringing in my, my customers. I don't know when it's going to happen, but but that's my why. That's that's uh, you know compelling me to to keep persevering. Uh, <clears throat> uh, but how do you overcome a physical body that's telling you to give up or stop? You have to stop. I'm hurting. How yeah. do you overcome overcome that, uh, Travis? Well, I th- you know that that why thinking is a big piece of it, and and uh, you know some of it it's uh, through experience. You know, you really learn a new perspective, you know, that's, that's a key piece is, is that perspective of, of, okay, you know, what is, what level of pain really is unbearable and what, you know, what level is, you know, well, this is pretty uncomfortable, but you know, it's actually okay. So a lot of that, that perspective, you know, you can, you, you learn about it, you talk to people and, and then you, then you experience it yourself, you know, the, the maybe you go out and you run your first 5k five kilometers and and you finish the race and oh oh man that was a long way i can't believe i ran that far and and it was because that's that's your perspective but you know then you oh, man i'm gonna go do a, a 10 kilometer race so you you sign up and you get out there and and you make it through and you know the first time you do it you really are challenging your your perspective you're entering that that new uh, you know, uncomfortable zone, but, but you have, you have the confidence, you have the belief in yourself that you can do it. And you know, that, that same thing happens. You go to, you go up to a marathon and then a 50 K and, you know, pretty soon you're, you're, you're just changing your, uh, your perspective on, on what's possible and, and what you can do. So, you know, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of things that you can draw from in the moment. I, th- I think that mm. why, that why thinking is is a huge one thinking about why mm, you're doing yeah, it sure. um and then another thing you know the uh, i mean these you know really it's it's kind of a three-pronged approach the mindset is huge but but your training and your nutrition are huge too um you know and those things can't be neglected and you know lots of times even you know once you're out in the race well you can't go back and do more training but you know nutrition continues to play a big role and many times when you're going downhill in a race and feeling bad physically or feeling bad mentally, you know, a lot of that can be related to your nutrition in the moment. You know, sometimes if you just get down some, some calories, uh, you know, that'll, that'll make a big difference. 
Yeah, yeah, you said something about perspective, but I also believe that uh, when you're doing these kind of races, you get a lot of uh, thoughts, as you said earlier, or internal uh, internal dialogue. Absolutely. Uh, and are you working on your awareness towards this entire internal dialogue to change it, or uh, have you trained yourself to become aware of what the internal uh, internal dialogue are, or how does this work for you, Travis? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. I, I think you're right that, that that internal dialogue, you know, those stories going through your head, um, they do make a big difference, and I think that's something good to practice. You know the um, kind of like you, I, I, I coach people, you know, I coach, I coach a lot of athletes, I coach people in, in business. Um, and one of the things I recommend is, you know, let's, let's rehearse that internal dialogue, you know, think ahead about what, what thoughts, what are you going to say to yourself? What's your, what's your mantra going to be, you know, and sometimes that, that mantra, you know, that, that thing that you say over and over again in your head, that, that positive, uh, message, you know, may, maybe you rehearse that ahead of time. Maybe it's something that you've used before. Maybe it's something that you uh, develop in the moment, or you know. Ah, interesting. So, you, so you're using a mantra. What is your mantra then? Uh, well, I'm. If I, if I can ask. Oh yeah, that's you know, uh, it's for me. It's not always the same thing. You know, I, I you know I'll say all kinds of different things at different times. Uh, you know, it's funny. I talk to people about these. You know, kind of mantras and voices. You know, some of, for some people it's, it's an I, for some people it's a you, you know, for, for, for me, it's a, it's a we, <laughs> I kind of talk to myself. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, 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 mean, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like, my, like the we is me and my body or, you know, I, I don't really know, but you know, I'll you know, come on, baby, we can do this. You know, I might say something like that, or I might, one yeah. of the ones that I shared in my book was. Uh, you know, like in the Leadville one, 100 run, you know, I would say to myself, the further we go, the stronger we get, Ooh, uh, that's you a know, good one. I'm kind of, you know, and that, and that's also competitive in nature too, because, you know, it's telling me, all right, uh, the, the competitors, as they go further, you know, they're, they're going to be getting weaker, weaker physically and mentally, you know, the, uh, so for, for us, <laughs> you know, us, whoever that is, <laughs> you know, the, us, the further we go, maybe, I, maybe that's cause I came from team adventure racing or, you know, but the further we go, the, the stronger we get, or, you know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm racing up a mountain, you know, and, and, and maybe it's, uh, the higher we go, the stronger we get, uh, you know, something like that. Or, or maybe, you know, I like to, you know, some people, you know, a lot of these races, you, you're, you're in harsh environments. It's cold, it's rainy, it's, you know, snowy. It's, uh, I talk about in my book that the races we did in Sweden, those were really tough, uh, conditions. And, you know, some people, oh man, it's, oh, this sucks. It's, it's cold, it's rainy, it's windy. And, you know, I, you know, I might have a voice in my head, you know, come on, we like this stuff. The, uh, you know, the, the, you know, the colder, the colder it gets, the stronger we get. Um, oh, that's a good one too. You know, things, things of that nature. Do you remember the worst, the definite worst episode you had in a competition? You know, it's, it's kind of ironic, you know, for, for, for me, some of the most challenging times have been not in races, you know? Okay. And and I think that's true for for a lot of people, you know, just the real, the real authentic challenges that we that we face uh, in life, you know, health challenges, you know, my, um, my mom has faced a lot of health challenges over the years. And, you know, um, 
grappling with that, you know, uh, dealing with, with those challenges. Um, you know, for me, um, like I said, parenting is, is, is awesome. It brings so much to my life, but it's also, it's a big, it's a big challenge. It, It takes so much energy. Um, I think the challenge of, uh, you know, as a, as someone who's truly committed to your family, but also very motivated for individual pursuits, the, the challenge of that balance, you know, right how do now. you balance that? Uh, yeah. how, how do you balance that? How do, yeah. How do you, how do you balance that? That's, that's, that's a daily challenge. You, you know, I mm. would say, I, I mean, I think I've, I've, I've really, and, and my wife as well, we've really worked to intentionally set up life in, in a way that allows time for, you know, the training, the racing, the travel as a family, all of those things are, are important to us, but it's, it's still a balancing act. You know, I mean, we still, you know, we, we still need to, uh, make an income. You know, I've gotten to the point where I'm, um, self-employed through my coaching and my online course and, uh, my sponsorship. So, so that, you know, that does allow some degree of flexibility, but it's still, you know, there's still work to be done and there's still, uh, you know, the, the kids are there and there's time to, to spend with them. And that's something that's, that's really important to me. So let's take an uh, take an example then, Travis. Uh, if you see that uh, in the end of the month you haven't uh, you haven't uh, earned your income as you planned, and your uh, children are uh, fighting, yeah. What kind of technique do you use at that moment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you know that's a, that's a great question. I think um, you know it it could be you know again maybe stories that you're using. Uh, keep the faith. That's one thing that, you know, that my dad always said, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a religious person, but I, but I feel like this idea of faith, this, you know, having faith that things will, things will work out. And, and a lot of that, that may be faith in yourself, you know, okay. Uh, like, so maybe, maybe I try out, you know, a new, uh, you know, a new business venture that, that I launch or a coaching program or, something, you know, maybe I get the result I was hoping for. Or maybe I don't, maybe, maybe it fails, you know, okay, well got to keep the faith. And and then also realize failure is failure is part of the process. You know, even, okay, I've, you know, I've written this book and it's had some degree of success and it's been, you know, translated into a number of languages and that, you know, that that's all good. But what people don't see is, you know, this, this wasn't my first shot at this. I didn't just sit down and write this book. You know, I was working for years and years and, and I, I created a podcast and that kind of sizzled out. And then I, uh, then I created like kind of, um, an adventure sports news website and that, that petered out. And then, then I tried a, a different book idea and And that didn't go through and, uh, you know, and then I tried the ultra mindset and and lo and behold, it did go through. Wow. I didn't know that Travis. Yeah, but that's, that's like, that's life. I think that, you know, I mean, JK Rowling, you know, (laughs) incredible author, you know, I, I don't know the exact stats, but I think, you know, she tried for years and years and years to get stuff published before it actually happened. And that's, uh, you know, that's, that's just the deal. That's the way it goes. Think, things don't just happen overnight. They happen because you, you persist over time. And then I think uh, you have to do something good about your routines. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you're, <laughs> you're spot on with that, that, you know, routines, habits, that's, that's huge. And, and that's something, you know, any, any endurance athlete knows that because, you know, you want to, you want to become a better runner. Well, you're not going to do that because you do something incredible one day, you know, you're going to do that because you get up and 
you go running, <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe it's every day or almost every day. Like that's what you do. That's your routine. You know, you want to, you want to write a book. You're not going to sit down and crank out a whole book. You, you do that. Cause you know, when I wrote this book, I was, um, at the time I was, had a job as a, a public school teacher, you know, so that was my day job. And I got up at 5 a.m. and I had about an hour and a half every morning and I sat down and I wrote, you know, and that's that's what I did. That was that was my routine. Um, And same thing now. You know, I I know with my current schedule, well, if I want to have the time I need to to train for a couple hours in the middle of the day, I'm going to I'm going to get up at five and I'm going to, you know, knock out a couple of hours of of my computer work and emails and, you know, creating uh, coaching programs and uh, social media marketing, all that stuff. You know, I'm going to do that for two and a half hours before the kids get up and, and then I can be present with my kids before I take them to school. So that's uh, I think you're right. That's all part of the that's all part of the routine. The one thing you can control is the morning. The yep. morning is uh, some it's is in some way in your control. Yeah. So, what is your morning routine? Yeah, yeah, that's a great. You know, the and, and I'm glad that you mentioned that. And that's you know, kind of a I don't know a hot topic. You know, there's there's books out about that, and you know that kind of stuff. Um, most mornings, you know, are kind of what I described. You know, most most weekday mornings, at least. You know, I, I I'm up at five. You know, usually my kids are up at like seven or seven thirty. So that's, you know, boom, two hours right there. That's, that's time just me. And it's, uh, it's solo work time. You know, I'm sitting mm. there in the dark, you know, with, with my dog next to me, <laughs> you know, doing, I, and, and I work, I work from home. So, you know, I'm, uh, and, and, and I think that's, you know, different people work better at different times. I'm, I'm usually at least mentally, I'm pretty fresh in the morning. Um, and I also, I think a key thing about my, my work day is right at the start, I, I like to do proactive work. So for me, proactive work is, is things where you're creating it's, 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 that's different from what I think of as like responsive work. So checking your email, you know, going through, through those kind of things, that's, that's responsive work. That's okay. You know, some, someone put this out there. My boss told me to do this and I'm responding to it. Right proactive work on the other hand that's that's the creative that's the work that you're moving forward so for me proactive work you know again it's creating uh the training programs for my athletes or or it's creating curriculum uh for you know one of my ultra mindset courses or you know it's it's maybe um creatively do, you know doing business planning okay what are what are my next steps here you know, that, that scheduling social media posts, that's, that's all creative work. So I, I really like to dedicate, you know, in the morning, I knock out a big piece of that, but before I even open my email, I think some people are so distracted by email and they're constantly checking it all the time. You know, this, and this is something I kind of got from uh, Tim Ferriss, you know, maybe you've seen, you know, his, his stuff, you know, and it's, it's, uh, you know, set, set some dedicated times where email is all you do. But other than that, you know, don't, don't constantly go back to it. You know, you got to work, you, you got stuff to produce. You're not always going to be responding. So anyway, that's, you know, that's kind of my morning. Like I said, two, two and a half hours of that, you know, then, then the, then the kids get up, you know, I close the computer, really try to, um, engage with them, you know, making breakfast, packing lunches, uh, then I, I take them to school at, at about eight 30. And then usually my, um, usually after that, that's kind of my, my training chunk for, for the day. So that could be, 
you know, anywhere from one to, to four hours, depending on, you know, what the, what the goal is or what the activity is. Uh, and, and then after that kind of back to work for another, usually, uh, typically my afternoons are, are, uh, a lot of phone calls, client phone calls. So talking with, you know, with the athletes, with the business people, with, with people who are taking my courses, you know, a lot of that in the afternoon. When they go to bed then, Travis, if you're standing up at 5 a.m.? Um, yeah, you know, after those afternoon phone calls, you know, usually I, I pick up the kids from school at, at 3.30. So, you know, then usually really from there, it's, it's family time throughout the evening. Um, and then I, I usually go to bed at, at 9 or 9.30. Um, so I, you know, I, I think, you know, one, one thing I, you know, when I was in my early twenties and I thought I was invincible, you know, like, like a lot of young people do oh, sleep or whatever, you know, but I've really realized it also as, you know, as additional stressors and responsibilities have come into my life, you know, I'm no longer the single guy in his early twenties. I've, I've realized the great importance of sleep. And I, you know, so I, I really do, you know, shoot for, um, eight hours a night and i typically get just about that yeah i'm doing the same as you nine nine thirty and i think that's a, for a lot of people it sounds like craziness aren't you watching television or you're doing something else no and i'd go to sleep and listen to podcast or listen to book or yeah and i believe that if you're going to uh, if you're going to do something or if you're going to accomplish something you have to sleep sleep is crucial. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I mean, I, I can't agree more. And especially, you know, over, you know, every once in a while, maybe there is a, you know, a late night push or an early morning push or something like that. But, you know, you, you get things done, you make progress by doing things consistently, you know, and, and, uh, it's, you know, it's kind of like training as a runner, you know, you, you do a bit each day and, and you keep getting better. And, um, you know, that's the same thing with your overall productivity. And in, in order to make that sustainable, you, you do have to sleep. But since you're competing these long hours, are you on a ketogenic diet? That's a great question. You know, I have um, I've same kind of thing, you know, back to the early 20s. It was, you know, if if the if the engine's hot enough, it'll burn anything, you know. And I was, <laughs> you know, and I was, you know, eating eating cheap food, eating, you know, tons of, you know, pizza, granola bars, you know, Jeez. cheap I'm quick, competing. Oh yeah, oh yeah. What about your micronutrients, man? <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I was eating, you know, veggies and you know, protein stuff here and there. But uh, yeah, you know, that's another thing. Again, maybe you know, getting older, wiser, learning more. You know, who knows? But uh, but I have in the last couple of years really shifted my diet, and and it's it's not a. I don't do a full on ketogenic diet, but I I do you know at least compared to most athletes. Uh, relatively low carbohydrate high fat mm. diet so mm. you know i'm i'm I, I don't i don't count carbohydrates but you know i've you know i kind of tr track them a bit mentally and i think probably most days i'm you know maybe in in the range of let's say like 60 to 150 grams of carbohydrates uh, mm. which you know again mo you know most of the sources i've you know read have said okay you want to be full-on ketogenic or probably less than less than 50 grams of carbohydrates yeah. so i'm usually not at that level but but i think that this relatively low level really is mm. good for sustained energy for you know good mental performance uh and yeah, for sure the mental performance yeah and especially for training for mm. uh metabolic efficiency you know so training the body to 
to to burn fat at a very consistent uh, level, which mm. is great when you go out and do an ultra run or something because you don't your energy is not going up and down. You don't need mm. hundreds of calories of carbohydrates every single hour. Um, mm. and, and again, I've, I've really liked it just for day in and day out, you know, previously I'd be, you know, every afternoon just really going downhill, you know, bonking, getting hangry, <laughs> man, I gotta eat, you know, I gotta eat a, you know, I gotta eat a granola bar or something right now or I'm gonna, you know, fall off the face of the earth. And, you know, now that I've made the shift, it's just, you know, mm. boom, kind of, you know, real, real smooth, uh, you know, energy throughout the day, which is great. So, so what is your breakfast then, uh, when you're, uh competing or training yeah great question you, you know i usually um you know kind of we eat dinner pretty early you know we we have little kids you know we're mm. hungry we like to get to bed early so we we usually finish dinner by like 5 30 at night um, that's perfect and then i don't eat again till the next day Oh, so Kinda, do intermediate fasting as well. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's become you know as i as i first made the dietary shift you know i read about this mm you know, intermediate fasting. And it was like, oh, 14 hours without food. No way. I could, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I, I would, you know, I'd never do that. It, but now, you know, as my body has shifted, it, it just feels fine. You know, I'm, I, like I said, I'm done eating, you know, five thirty six, whenever, mm. you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not anal about it, but just whenever mm. dinner's over, which usually is five thirty or six for us, you know, mm. then I don't eat again until the next morning when, when the so, kids get up, like I said, that's, Seven or seven thirty, you know. So, that's, so what's the breakfast then, Travis? Uh, you know, you mo most days I I usually eat eggs. I usually eat two or three fried eggs, and I, I like putting some cheese on there, um, and then typically put that over some uh, salad, you know, spinach or kale. Mm. Um, so that's uh, that's typically the breakfast most days. Although I mm. do, you know, like I said, I'm I'm not like strictly ketogenic, and I'm not, you know. Mm counting here or anything so sometimes mm. if if i know i'm gonna do let's say a high intensity workout you know an interval mm. workout or something like that where i know i'm getting my heart rate rate very elevated um mm. that would be a case where maybe i might include some carbohydrate at be breakfast so maybe mm. it might be a banana with peanut butter or, or something like that um okay. and then there are you know especially on the weekends i i do have you know days where it's like okay you know, the, we want to have family time during the day. So to, I'm going to train really early. So those days, maybe I do wake up at 4am and I'm going to be training by 4:30, And maybe I do, maybe it is just a banana with peanut butter, or, you know, maybe I'm in a rush and I, eat, you know, an English muffin with peanut butter, or, you know, some, something like that, that it, that is carbohydrate focused. But you know, that that's again, that's more of the rare case and typically eggs, cheese, salad, That's what I like. Uh, avocados, avocados, nuts, coconut oil. Uh, that's also a question. Do you use avocados and MCT oil for uh, for fat? And yes, yep. you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love avocados. I, I really like coconut oil. Uh, you know, I do the liquid form and the the solid form for three times a day often. And also, just, do you have the I same? Put... Do you have the same uh, at lunch as you had at breakfast? Yes. You know, maybe again, you know, bet, bet a salad with uh, maybe some salmon on top mm. or, you know, some meat on top or uh, I really like wild game meat. You know, I really like uh, elk meat and mm. deer meat, mm. um, you know, so maybe those, but you know, it, it varies as well. I'm, I'm not like, I must eat the same thing every day. And, and I also, you know, I have a family and our schedule's all over the place. So some days it is, you know, 
going to a restaurant for dinner, something like that. Yeah, you know, and, and maybe that's, you know, basically I, I think, you know, I've become really a fan of, of nutrition and, you know, kind of following a, following a, a plan. But I mm. also think if you're too regimented about anything that just, that's more stress. That's, mm. that's worry. You know, people, people get really stressed out about, Oh my God, did I, did I run enough miles or did I eat enough carbs or did I, you know, do this or that? And, you know, a lot of that, that generates undue stress. That's probably counterproductive. Uh, I'm on the same diet as you are. And I, what I really, oh, okay. what I really notice is the mental clarity. Yeah. Ex- yeah. That's extreme difference, difference nope. in the mental clarity. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's cool. Yeah. I thought, I think so too. I've been, you know, like I said, I kind of, you know, I, I like to view things as an experiment, mm. like, okay, let's, you know, let's try this and see if it works. And, mm. you know, if it, if it doesn't work, I stop doing it. And, you know, this, uh, this, this eating program, I, I'm still doing it because I, it works pretty well. Mm. Yeah, uh, I do not know if you know this, Travis, but in Norway we eat a lot of bread. We are bread-eating people. We eat, uh, we eat uh, normally we eat yeah, bread yeah. for breakfast, and we have bread yep. for lunch, and we have bread at night or at evening or at evening. Yeah. Uh, yep. So I I think that this kind of a diet is a little challenging for Norwegians at least that they are going to take away the bread that is so easy to eat and start yeah. Uh, yeah. cooking food three times four times a day. So yeah. what do you recommend for your uh, clients when they are on a different uh, eating schedule and uh, meat uh, eating plan that uh, you're doing yourself yeah. or teaching them? Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of, um, again, I'm not dogmatic about anything. Mm. So I, you know, I, t- I, I like to talk to people about, hey, you know, what are you doing? Is this something that you want to consider? You know, usually b- before I even say, hey, let's talk about this, I, I just give them some resources, you know, hey, here's some books or websites, you know, that, that talk about this sort of diet, give this a look and see if it's something that you want to explore. And some people say, no, it's not. And, and that's fine with me. And some people say, yeah, I'd like to explore this. So then, you know, then we learn more than we talk more. And I also, you know, I don't try to pretend to be a nutritionist. You know, I'm, I'm an athlete who knows some stuff about nutrition, but I'm also not a nutritionist. So if someone needs a nutritionist, then, then uh, luckily I, you know, I know someone who's a great nutritionist and I say, Hey, <laughs> give her a call and let's, you know, let's figure this out. So, you know, I think that's big. And then I also, you know, I kind of, you know, there you, you, probably people have heard of this, the harm reduction model, you know, which kind of is the idea that like, well, you don't have to go, it's not always all or nothing. You know, you can just, you can make small steps to get better. So, you know, maybe it's starting by taking out the bread at breakfast so that your body hopefully kicks into a little bit more fat burning throughout the day, you know, or maybe, maybe it's starting by let's, let's cut back on all the beer that you're drinking, you know, or, or let's cut, you know, one of my clients, like the, the main thing where it just, let's just cut out soda, you know, don't worry about anything else, but just, you know, you're, you're drinking two or three sodas every day. Let's just stop doing that. <laughs> That'll probably make a big difference. <laughs> Maybe drink some water instead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Drink some water instead. You know, that'll probably make a big difference. Uh, but in your training, uh, Travis, do you use uh, high interval training, high intensity interval training? You know, not not a whole lot. You know, I, 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 do, I do intervals, but it's not, you know, when I think high intensity interval training, mm. you know, I think that probably by most understanding refers to 
you know, a lot of like zone five, you know, five out of five really hard pushes that are like one minute long or 30, 30 seconds long, you know, doing that and doing that day after day. Um, so I, I don't do that day after day. I, I do, you know, kind of the, the base of my own training and the, the base of the training I recommend for most of my clients is, is a lot of really zone two out of five. So it's, it's aerobic training, you know, doing, putting in time, oftentimes at a relatively slow pace, uh, to, to make your body more efficient, more metabolically efficient with this, with this fat burning. Um, and, and then sprinkling in, you know, some of these intervals, which, which maybe, you know, instead of, you know, all this 20 by one minute, you know, doing that over and over, maybe it would be like, all right, find a sustained hill and do uh three by eight minutes climbing fairly hard in zone three to four out of five. So yeah, that's a great question, you know, and, and as I was talking to, you know, one of my coaching clients uh yesterday, you know, different things work for different people. Some of the, some people do you know, tons of this high intensity interval training, or they do CrossFit or they do orange theory or, you know, these CrossFit endurance, you know, maybe that works for some people, you know, I'm, I, I, you know, I train people with what I think works and, and what works for me. And I think it's helped a lot of people. But uh, you're an endur- endurance athlete. Uh, so uh, what, yeah, we, yep. what would you have recommended a professional cyclist, for example? Like what, sh- what should a professional cyclist do for training? Yes. Uh, I mean, they should probably find a professional cyclist coach. <laughs> you know, I've, I mean, I've done a lot of biking. I've mm. done a lot of mountain biking races and I've ridden my road bike a lot, but I mean, I've only done a couple of road bike races, you know, really just uphill time trials. So, so you know, maybe I mean, it's better to ask you about the running instead. Maybe that's a better question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 And, well, I mean, and, and, and even that question, mm. you know, what should an ultra runner do, for example, mm. I mean, that's, that's going to vary significantly for every person. Like I, I, one of the things I don't do is I don't write kind of, uh, you know, generic training programs, like do this for your first 50 K. Um, I don't do that because like what you should do is different from, you know, what bill over there should, should do. So, you know, what I do is I, I do highly individualized one-on-one coaching where we're, you know, we go through, what have you done? What's your history? What are your goals? What's your work schedule? You know, what have you been doing? You know, what'd you do as a kid? How long have you been running? All, all of that stuff, you know, that, that plays into what you should do. I know that you have an online training program now. Yeah. I, you know, my, well, I did a lot of my work is online. So that, that Mm. coaching that I just talked about, you know, the individualized coaching for athletes, that's, web-based in, in, in that we're using kind of a shared, it, it's called training peaks. It's basically like a Google, Google calendar on steroids. So it's a platform where I upload, uh, you know, workouts for people. Um, but I also have, uh, an, an e-course. So this is really an, an education course. It's based on the ultra mindset book, uh, you know, that you mentioned, um, so this is, uh, it's an eight week, um, distance learning course on mindset. And, uh, you know, my, what I tell people, it's not a huge commitment of time. It's not something like you gotta be online, you know, every day at X hour or something. It's Where do really, I find this course? Uh, uh, so it's, it's travismacy.com slash courses. And, uh, anyway, it's, you know, it's a, it's a very flexible distance learning course that, 
you know, what I tell people, you devote about 20 minutes of your time for the eight-week duration of this course, 20 minutes per day, that is. Uh, and I think you really can expect lasting change. You know, it's kind of really going in deeply into this this work of the ultra mindset to to generate change. Is so, this one the anyway, one? Uh, well, so it includes the, the you have access to me. You get a one-on-one call with me at the beginning, mm. and then you also have access to me uh, through one video conference session uh, per week that uh, um, you can join with the group, and and that's kind of a, a, a question and answer. You know, mm. really, we talk about whatever whatever people want to talk about mm. uh, that day. Um, so I think uh, you know a lot of people have liked it. I got some you know, testimonials and experiences on the site from hmm. people who've done it. Um, this previously. is uh, cheap, Travis, $385 for your experience. That is cheap. <laughs> no, thanks. Yeah, I, I, yeah, You're I, selling yourself yeah, short. You know, I, well, I think, you know, I think a lot of my goal, Frank, in creating this is, is like, you know, I wrote this book to help people. And, you know, from a business standpoint, if I can get more people to do it at a lower price, um, that works for me. So anyway, yeah, 385 is the standard price. Um, and, and I tell you what, the, the first, I'll say the first five people who, uh, contact me and, and say that they heard this on your podcast, mm. uh, I'll give them a hundred dollars off. Wow. Um, so they would they get on it people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you know, It's you know, already cheap. It, We're getting this almost yeah. for free. <laughs> Yeah, I th- I think it's I yeah I think it's a reasonable price and that's you know like I said that's why I chose that I wanna you know a lot of people have done it I like to have people hmm. you know move move through it and and they you know again from a business point you know who knows maybe they turn into an ongoing client where we're hmm. doing you know more than one on one coaching or whatever hmm. or or maybe that's all they want to do and you know they go on but if hmm. it's made a difference for them you know then that's that's what I'm going hmm. for as I said uh, in the beginning Travis. Uh, I was sure your book was a new self-help book. And uh, uh, as I said, I work as a mental trainer, so I've read a lot of books uh, in the last years. Yeah, yeah. And this is not a self-help book in the same way as all the <laughs> yeah. books. So, yeah. Oh, the, well, thanks, man. So uh, I will highly recommend that people take your course uh, because, as I said, I also, also stole your uh, – this is a perfect opportunity for mental training. And I believe that yeah. uh, when you have competed – this much uh, comp- uh, in this much competitions you have you have uh, you have done something and you, are, you have accomplished something and you have seen the struggle but you have also survived the struggle and you're coming come through in the other end as a uh, let's say uh, the mental thing is it's a muscle the, yeah, I, I, yeah. I believe that a lot Absolutely. of people do not understand that uh, the mental aspect is a muscle, the same as your bicep, the same as a tricep. Uh, so you have, to, you have to train it. And uh, if you're going to train this mental muscle, uh, you should use a trainer that has done that has done it <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. and uh, has put Absolutely. in hours. Yeah. Yeah. And I can tell, you know, just from the questions that, that you're asking, you know, you and I don't know each other too well, but I can tell that you're... You're a true pro in this field as well, and I mean, I I agree with all that. You gotta you gotta train your mind, and you can do that through reading books like this. Mm. You can do it through working with with an expert like Frank. You can do it through something like my course. You know, 
find what works for you and, and put in that work mm. and it really will make a difference. So thank you so much for your time, Travis. And, uh, yeah. All right, man. Thanks the best, a ton. The best awesome of luck. to be here with you. Great to be with the listeners. You know, whether or not someone wants to take my course or do coaching, I, I just like hearing from people. You can find me on Facebook, you know, the, the website, travismacy.com. Um, I'm on Twitter as well. It's, it's all just at Travis Macy. And um, I really do like, hearing from people especially around the world i mm. just i like connecting with people so you know if anyone wants to reach out just drop me a line superb travis best luck cool thanks jag hoppas du likte dagens episode likvis som det jag gjorde om du följt likt dagens episode lägg gärna fem stjärnor på itunes och om det här är er något du för att andra har bruk för att höra så del det gärna del gärna inlägget som ligger på @mtfranklinsen på facebook Og da ønsker jeg deg bare en fantastisk fin dag videre. Og ha det bra!